Welcome, welcome to the All That I Am podcast. Are you ready to be uplifted? Are you ready to be encouraged, inspired, and empowered? Ladies, you're in the right place. You are unstoppable. Grace is our secret sauce. And guess what? You can do it all, balancing ministry, marriage, motherhood, marketplace, all at the same time with strategy and with the grace of God. Class is in session. Let's Let's go. go. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for being patient with us on today. Um, This is the first day that we're returning with the All That I Am podcast. And y'all, I am super duper excited. And so of course the enemy threw everything he could our way to delay the start of this podcast. But guess what? We are here and we are ready to pour. I am so happy that you're here. This is the fourth season of the All That I Am podcast, episode number one. Do me a favor for some of those that were on that probably kind of got a little tired of waiting. I want you to do me a favor and share this. I don't know how you do that on YouTube, but click the copy link and share it somewhere. Share it on one of your social media platforms (laughs) somewhere. Share this so that people can get in the room or someone that you know was on and maybe left because they didn't know what we were doing. Share this and remind them to come on. Did y'all like that new intro? Oh my goodness, I love it. That is courtesy of Pastor Jarrell McDonald. He did the beat, I gave him the voiceover, and he did the magic. And so I'm just excited about everything uh, concerning the podcast. And I am Viv J. We took a little break, but we are back now and we are ready. How is everybody doing? Drop it in the comment section. How was your day? You all know today is Friday. Friday is my favorite day of the week. Um, because it's the end of a long work week. You can get to get a little rest, get some work done around the house, at least for me. But how has your week been going? Drop it in the comment section. And then also, I want you to drop in the comment section, where are you listening from? Where are you listening from? I know I have some people from Chicago. I know I have some people from Indiana, but who else do we have listening to the podcast on tonight? We are thankful and grateful for every single one of you. Every single one of you, we are grateful and thankful. I'm trying to look at my comments. I see we have Indianapolis in the house. We have North Carolina in the house. Come on, drop it in the comment section. Where are you listening from? I want to hear from you. New York City. Yes. Hello, Destiny. New York City is representing. Who else is in the house? We have Jamaica in the house. Wow. Welcome, Sharita. We have Texas. Uh, Deidre or Deidre, I hope I'm saying that right. We have Oregon in the house. We have Virginia, Crown Point. Well, thank you. Thank you. I will not prolong the time any further. Thank you all so much from listening from all over, wherever you're listening from. Thank you. We have California in the house. Yes. I love California. All right, so we are going to go ahead and jump right into our conversation 
on tonight. You all know how we do. Get your blanket, get your coffee, your tea, your notebooks, and your pens, because I want you to take notes. Okay, I don't want this to just be a session where you come and you hear something good and it sounds good and you forget about it when you turn it off. Take some notes so that you can come back to it and you can apply it to your life. Information is nothing without application. There can be no transformation if there is no application of the information that you're hearing. And sometimes in order to apply it to your life, you have to write it down so you can go back, you can rehearse it, you can study it, you can rehearse it in your spirit. So go ahead and do that. And even as I said earlier, if you haven't already, I want you to subscribe hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, all of those. I want you to go ahead and subscribe and share this with somebody. Share it with your girlfriend. She needs to hear this. And then also, once you're done, go ahead and give us a review. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know how you like everything. Yes, thank you all so much for all of your consistent support. I've had so many emails and so many testimonials about how the podcast has been a blessing. People asking when is the podcast going to be coming back? We are here and we are back stronger than ever. And so tonight, 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 somebody put tonight in the comments section. I need you all to engage with me, participate with me. Somebody put tonight, tonight, tonight in the comment section. Tonight, we our title is, is Hang Up or Hold On, Embracing the End of Your Beginning. Oh, we have my mother in love is in the house, Delaware. Hey, <laughs> hey, girl, I love you. <laughs> so, yes, embracing the end of your new beginning. And so I want to go ahead and jump right into the comment. I mean, and jump right into the conversation. Um, we've gotten the preliminaries out of the way, and I want to allow time for our special guest. We have an amazing guest that is here with us on tonight. Uh, some of you may know her. Most of you uh, may know her, Elder Letitia Morris. She is a minister, an elder at our church. She is a staff pastor at New Zion Temple Church, and she is a powerful woman of God with a lot of wisdom. And I'm just excited about what the Lord has given her to share with us on tonight. And so we're going to have a very organic conversation. If you all have some comments, some questions and some comments, I want you to drop it in the comment section, but we're going to have a very organic and transparent conversation. And so I want to welcome her to the All That I Am podcast. This is her first time as a guest on the podcast, and I'm just grateful and excited that she accepted the invitation. You all go ahead and clap your hands, put the hand clapping <laughs> emoji in the comment section. Welcome her and make her feel welcome, a warm <laughs> welcome to her. And so Elder Letitia, I want you to, and I'm going to drop titles. I'm just going to call you Letitia, if that's okay with you. Um, okay, perfect. I want you to go ahead before we jump into the conversation, just to kind of give the people um, a little bit of background on you. Who are you? What do you stand for? So go ahead and just introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are. So 
good evening, everybody. I am so excited. You see me just cheesing from ear to ear. I'm so excited to be a part of the conversation tonight. Um, as my first lady said, or first, am I calling you first lady? I don't, you it, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I am a minister. I am an author. I am a teacher, a preacher. Um, I consider myself to be just a willing vessel. Whatever the Lord has for me to do, that's what I want to do. I always say that I use my truth to heal God's people. So yeah. I'm an open book. I, I try to minister from a very transparent place because I believe, first of all, that people don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. So my truth ain't going to affect your life. But if it can help you come out of where you are then then i'm i'm willing to tell it all so that's that's me i'm just a transparent person i minister from my soul and that's that's just it amen, amen. i love it and that's when we're most effective when we are transparent and we minister from our soul so that is definitely needed in this day and hour uh, that we're living in and so Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, we're excited to have you here, but we're gonna go ahead and jump right into our uh, conversation. And so, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the title of this uh, podcast episode is Hang Up or Hold On, Embracing the End of Your Beginning. And we've all heard the phrase before, let it go. We've all heard that phrase before. We've all heard, you know, we probably have said that to somebody or somebody right. has said that to us, let right. it go. Right. But if we could really be honest and if we could really be transparent on tonight, letting it go is not always easy, no matter what it is, especially if it was a part of you for some time, no matter what it is, whether it was a relationship, some emotions, pain, hurt grudges, whatever it is, we're going to really deal with a lot on tonight, probably steer more toward relationships, but it can be applied to anything that we may be holding on to. Letting it go is not easy. That's right. But yet and still, in some instances, we have to let some things go. We have to let some things go. And so even though it's not easy, Let's think about what the alternative is. The alternative to holding on to something that you should have let go of, it can keep you in a stuck and a stagnant place. Mm -hmm. And so I want us to really think about that. And I do that a lot. Uh, anytime I speak, anytime I teach, moments of reflection, moments where you really think and you ponder about that in your life. Think about it now, everybody that's listening. What do you need to let go of? I'm not just talking about, you may be saying I'm not dating anybody. I'm not, you may not be dating anybody, but are you still holding on to something from that previous relationship? You may not be dating anybody, but you may still need to let go of some, even as I said, pain or hurt, whatever emotions were associated with that or whatever it was, even from a job maybe that you had, something that came along with it. What do you need? Friendships. That's right. What do you need to let go of? And so the question is probably wrong in our heads. You know, should I stay or should I go? Should I allow it to stay or should I allow it to go? And so I want to throw that question to you um, on tonight uh, as it relates to the topic. How do you know, even though we know Sometimes it's time to let some things go. 
we know, sometimes deep down inside, we know. How do you know when it's time to let go? So I think that when you have to ask that question, it's time to let it go. Yeah. When you have to have those hard conversations with yourself, and I believe that a lot of times people don't want to let go because they're not really ready to face the truth. Um, so when you have to have those conversations with yourself, is this for me? Yeah. When Let me tell you something. When God sends something into your life, send somebody, send a job, send whatever it is, you are sure. God is not the author of confusion. So if you are confused about whether it is or it isn't, then that may be your first indication that maybe this is not God. Maybe this is not what God has for me. The problem come, it comes in is that you wait, you ask yourself that in the first year, and then you jump 10 years and you're still saying, should I let this go? Yeah. When God gave you the indication, right? When he yeah. gave, the clue in the beginning, maybe that was your cue to, to walk away, to let it go or to release it. But most people don't want to release it because they don't want to deal with the outcome. That's and just the outcome, but because they can't predict the outcome. They can't control the outcome. See, letting go means or holding on means I'm still in control. But yeah. when I let go, it means I don't really know what's about to happen. So yeah. I hold on and hurt myself than mm -hmm. to let go and trust God with the next phase. That's good. That's really good. Oh my goodness. Because I mean, if I can be honest, I've been there. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure most of the women or whoever is listening um, to this podcast has been there where you were holding on to something. And let's just talk about relationships for a minute, not just man and woman, but even woman and woman friendship. I mean, um, you know, and just knowing and, and even getting to the point, like you said, I like what you said, that if you have to ask yourself the question, then, then maybe that's your indicator that it's time to let it go. That's right. Maybe that's your indicator. So anybody that's listening, whatever you may find yourself in, because I was in something and, and more than one time, sometimes we can find ourselves there more than once. If we could be honest, I was there more than one time. Yep. And I had to ask myself the question, even as I mentioned earlier, should I stay or yep. should I go? But the fact that I had to ask myself the question, I want y'all to remember that. If you're having to ask yourself the question, I think that might be a red flag. You, right. you might want to investigate that a little bit further. I right? think you got your answer. Yeah, yeah. I think you got your answer. <laughs> uh, that is so true, though, because sometimes the answer can be staring us right in our face. But even as you said, because it's something different or one of the things that I want to talk about is uncertainty. That's we're right. certain, you know, when we're in something and we know what to expect and what, you know, even if it's not good, it's a comfortable place for us. That's honest. <laughs> but even if it's not good, I okay. still know what you're coming with, you know. So I, I can definitely agree with that because I was there myself. 
So I can definitely um, agree with that. Um, you know, if you have to ask yourself the question, uh, then 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 that's your sign right there. That's your sign. <laughs> so so what what does it mean to let go? Like, how do you how do you let go? Because you have a book and I love the book. I've been reading the book, uh, The Good and Goodbye. And and you deal with some of these things in the book. So what exactly does it mean to let go? So and how? how? Tell me how. I need to know how <laughs> to let go. What is the, I keep trying. You have somebody on this, on this live that keeps trying and trying and trying. And they keep finding themselves back, whether it's in that relationship or maybe they're trying and trying to let go of that fear or that pain. But every time they see that person, you know, it comes back up again. So how do you really let go of it? So I think, you know what? The first thing you have to do, you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You got to be honest with where you are. It's not necessarily something that you have to share with the whole world. But when yeah. you look in the mirror, when you face yourself, you got to tell yourself, I don't know how to do this. I don't yeah. know how to let it go. I know it's not right for me. I know it's not good for me, but I love it. Like, you got to be honest. Like, I love this individual. I love this situation. I love this job, whatever it is. The first step is being honest with yourself. And as I was saying earlier, like being okay with the outcome. I was thinking about this earlier first, and the Lord said this to me. He said, some people would rather be broken than lonely. Mm, that's good. Be abused than be by themselves. I mean, it's good, but it's not good. Yeah, Go. I got you. Like some people yeah. would, would rather be damaged than to be broken or to be lonely. The, yeah. the, the thought of silence, the thought of the absence is more detrimental than what's actually happening to you. Mm. And if that yeah. is the case, you need a healing in your soul. Yeah. Number yeah. one, healing of self-perception, because that's a reflection of how you see you. Yeah. And number two, it's a reflection of how you how your faith is in God. Yeah. Because yeah. you believe that this 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 is the best he has to offer. This is the good as good as it gets. Mm -hmm. And if that is the case, then your faith is not to the point to the point where God can can really, really show you what he's going to do for you. Yeah. That's blinding you. So you let go when you can deal with the truth. The yeah. truth is, this hurts. The truth mm -hmm. is, I love it, but I don't know how to release it. Yeah. That's where we can build from. But if you constantly telling yourself lies, making yourself believe that it's something that is not, then you ain't ready yet. Yeah. If other people can see it, and more than one person, you know, because some people say stuff and they just be talking, they don't know. But more than one person, people that really have your best interest at heart can say, look, you better than that. You deserve yeah. better than that. Then maybe it's something in you that the Lord needs to heal so that you can let it go. You let it go when you release control. Yeah. When you don't have to prove a point. See, most people don't want to let go because they don't want to, like for me, when I was dating my ex, everybody told me from the beginning it wasn't it. But I didn't yeah. want to let him go because I wanted to prove them wrong. And not only that, I wanted to prove myself wrong because I knew that this wasn't it. But I had, I stuck in it, went through abuse, abuse, 
being drugged through the street by my hair, being cheated on, going through all of these things. But I, I had a point to prove that I won. Yeah. But every single day that I stayed over, I was losing. And mm -hmm. what I was losing most was myself. Wow. See that because because of because of the brokenness, because of the loneliness. It's it's like loneliness is louder than what yeah. you're with. Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. That that is so good. Um, I want you to talk about because you talked about the emotions. Mm -hmm. Talk about the emotions that so so. Let's just say that person has made it up in their mind and they finally decided to let go. Yeah. But maybe they're still tied to them and there are still some emotions that are involved. Talk about a couple of those emotions because there can be many, a plethora, but talk about a couple of those emotions that maybe you yourself experienced when you let go. And how did you, you talked about heal. How did you heal from that place? After realizing, like, I, I tried to let them go, but I, I still have these emotions that are tormenting me. Yeah. How do you heal from that place? One of the, the one of the strongest emotions that you, you face when you are trying to let something go is regret. Mm. Regret is. Talk about regret. Mm. <laughs> Regret is heavy because re regret is a reflection of you, not of the situation. Because you look at it as I've done something somewhere I went wrong, somewhere in the situation I could have done a, 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 diff a something a different way. Yeah. I in a different way. I could have been a different person. And while I was going through that breakup myself, um, I had to face regret. Number one, I had to face my truth in regret is that there were things that I did that added to the detriment of this relationship. My mouth was very, I mean, vicious. I yeah. mean, got a strong bite. There were certain things I realized I probably shouldn't have been living with you for seven years. No wonder we yeah. ain't No wonder. No wonder it's not working out. I probably shouldn't have done those things. You got to turn regret in your favor, right? Yeah. That's how you deal with the emotions. You you turn it in your favor. Okay, I realized what I did. I realized where it went wrong. Now, in the future, I ain't living with nobody. <laughs> Use it for your benefit. In the yeah. future, I know how to talk. I know how to speak. I know how to handle different situations. But if you use it and like the devil wants you to use it, the enemy wants you to use it to make you feel unworthy. But if you look at it as, okay, I can learn from it, then you can start to heal. You can start to heal from that place. And another thing that you go through, you go through heartbreak. Yeah. Ayana Van Zandt says this all the time. She like, let the heart break. Mm. Most people don't want to let go because they don't want to, they don't want to break. Yeah. They don't want to go through that suffering. They don't want to go through that pain, but they're not realizing that the pain that they're in is far worse than the heartbreak that they're going to experience. The devil always tries to make you seem, make it seem like this is just so much worse. Being by yourself is so much worse. This brokenness that you feel is so much worse than what you're dealing with. And you being abused. You being talked to any kind of way, you being disrespected, you feeling unworthy. But going through about 30, 60, 90 days 
of getting you out my system is worse? No, the devil is a liar. And you also have to have to pull on God. You got to pull on God in those seasons, right? Use God to your benefit. That's yeah. why the Bible says, I'll give you a comforter. Allow God to comfort you. And, and I, I would also say in terms of like dealing with those emotions, you got to have people in your space to counter that thought. Yeah. If you're saying I'm not worthy, I can't do this. I don't know how I'm going to go on. You need somebody in your corner to say, girl, you're going to be just fine. Not call him and see where he at. Not drive by. <laughs> not pull the up. Right people in your circle. <laughs> you got to have the right. You got to be because some of the counsel that we're receiving is not wise. So we have to make sure that it's wise counsel. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's just it's 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 having wise counsel, and then you gotta you gotta be a part of your healing. You yeah. are hundred percent. If you are just one hundred percent invested in your brokenness, you're gonna be broken a long time. But you gotta be ex just as much as invested in your healing as you are in this brokenness. It's nothing worse than a person that's just down all the time. Like, come on, girl. Okay, well, let's go to church. I don't want to go. I'm so up. I just want to stay here and lay in this place. Yeah. You got to participate in the healing that you desire. Yeah. That's good. You do. <laughs> you have to. I mean, you can think about that even in medical terms. We can, you know, liken it to spiritual. In medical terms, you have to participate in your healing. You have to take the medicine. You have to show up to your doctor's appointment. You have to show up, you know, to the counseling or whatever it is that you've sought out to help with your healing, to church, you know, whatever it is, that is so key because sometimes we think that things are just going to happen overnight, but there are some things that we have to actively do to partake in so that we can experience the true healing. So if I have somebody that is on here and you feel like you have those emotions and you may not have healed, have you really been an active participant in the healing process? Think about it. What have you been doing? Are you an active participant in your own healing process? And one of the things that you uh, talked about uh, as it relates to this, um, even the experiences that we go through and the things that we've gone through in those relationships and we feel like it's okay. And, you know, because we're still there and we don't want to deal with the uncertainty, what I don't want anybody to forget is whatever it is that you find yourself in, that experience that you're in and you're experiencing it for yourself, it is the greatest teacher. Don't miss the lesson. Do not, do not miss the lesson. I want somebody to type that in the comment section. I will not miss the lesson. Everything happens for a reason. You better believe it and you better know it. Everything, even the unfavorable things, the hurtful things, the painful things, the long and drawn out, it, it happens for even the bad decisions that you made. You didn't consult God when you dated that man. You didn't consult him when he moved into your house. That's right. But there is a lesson 
in everything. Don't make what you go through for not, and you have to keep finding yourself going back around the same mountain over and over and over again from one relationship to the next relationship, and you're going through the same thing over and over again. What is the lesson that God is trying to teach you? Yeah. I want you to take a moment, take a step back, and I want you to think about where you are now and maybe where you feel like you've been delivered from. What was the lesson that God was trying to teach you? Did you grasp the lesson? Did you grow from the lesson? Did you become wiser from mm -hmm. the lesson so that you'll know what to look out for? When you date again, or when you go through that experience again, something similar, what was the lesson that God was trying, trying to yep. teach you? That's what right. was the lesson? That's right. And so even as you were talking about what it takes to let go, talk to us about, there's a chapter in your book and, and anybody that is on here and you don't have the book, you need to get it. The good and goodbye. Talk about surviving the valley experience. What exactly? And because I have a feeling that we have some sisters on here that are in a valley experience right now. Mm -hmm. Take a moment to minister to them from whatever it is that you have in your book, the wisdom that you've gained from what you've gone through. What is the valley experience? What is that all about? So the valley experience is loneliness. Yeah. Oh, Holland. Oh, God, I can't do that. Mm. Mm. The valley experience, it feels like darkness. Yeah. The, the, the valley experience, it feels like a drought. Yeah. Because when you're in the valley, you're underneath the mountain, mm. which means I still can see what's happening above me. I can still see people thriving in areas that I was once at. Because, see, when you when you get to the low place, you're coming from a place. So you're coming from happiness, what you deemed as happiness. You're coming from joy, what you deemed as joy, to now being in this place that it feels like, it feels like suffering. Yeah. It feels like suffering. I, I, I will never forget I was at the lowest point in my life. I couldn't even, and I often say this, and I just, oh God, I don't wanna get emotional. I know he's going to say that first. Okay. Come on, talk about you helping somebody. But I, I I, was taking sleeping pills. I would pull up to my house, y'all, and I would sit outside for hours because I couldn't bear being in there by myself. You mean to tell me that I'm going from being in an artificial place of love to absolutely nothing? Mm. Who I'm supposed to talk to? Yeah. Who I'm supposed to lean on? I'm losing my best friend. And, and to me, it felt like death. Mm. It felt like death. To it the is point like I, death. It is like death. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. The, yeah. the valley experience is, it is dark. Yeah. It is dark because number one, if you're anything like me, you don't want to tell nobody how low you really are. Yeah. You don't really want to tell nobody, this is killing me. Mm. You don't really want people to know I ain't happy for real. Yeah. So so when you're in the valley, it's lonely. The lights are at the top. 
So when you're in the valley, it's dark down there. But when I tell you the Lord does his best work in the dark. Jesus. Oh, God. My Lord. <laughs> when I tell you the Lord does his best work when the lights are out. Mm. When can't nobody see what's really happening. Because yeah. the light comes on, I got to show up. I got to appear to be ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Into that house and laid in the middle of the floor still in my work clothes still wrapped up in coats still had my work bag behind me and just laid on the floor it was in that place that the lord say are you ready to hear me now wow wow you may not see it right now but this valley this experience that you might be going through is going to be the best thing for you mm-hmm. because while you're down there, while you're going through it, God is molding you. And I even hear the Lord saying now, most people are in the valley, not because I want them to be there this long. They could have been out. Yeah. They could have been out. Mm. Wow. But, but daughter, they don't want to make the hard decisions. They want me to make the decision. And the Lord is saying, every time I put you in the valley, every time I put you in a low place, it's up to you to walk out. Yeah. It's up to you to walk out. I can show you the way. I can show you. I can show you things. Yeah. And y'all know what y'all things may be. I had a whole lot of things. Yeah. What do you want to do with what you see? Yeah. So that that low place for me, it was it was the hardest thing. I remember trying to commit suicide three times. I was telling wow. Today she came to me and said, Miss Morris, you know, it was last week actually. She came to me and said, Miss Morris, I'm ready to kill myself. She was like, I was so mad at God for waking me up. And I just looked at that baby. Yeah. I know what that feels like to yeah. wake up in the morning, like, yo, come on. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm so glad. I'm so grateful for my valley experience. So what I would tell you is go through it yeah just keep going keep you going right you I, yeah, I promise you're gonna be all right that's good uh you know what that reminds me of um just the the valley experience and even as you uh were speaking that dark place and we've all heard this before and have seen it probably have partaken in it um developing comes in the darkness photos cannot be developed Unless back in the day, you know how they would have the dark room and they would take the pictures and that's how the developing would happen. That's how you develop in the dark place. So don't fight your valley experience. Even as I said, there is a lesson in everything that you go through. Don't fight the dark place. And I'm going to even say this. Don't rush the dark place. Don't rush because you don't want to rob yourself out of the developing you know, and what God is trying to mature in you and bring out in you while you're in that dark place. Some of you may be in a dark place right now. You can't see your way out. You can't see your way in. Don't rush it. It may be lonely. It may be a painful place, but there is purpose in the valley. There is purpose in the valley. And I want you to put this in the comment section because I'm a very strong proponent of words. Lord, show me what the purpose is in my dark place. 
show me what the purpose is in my dark place. There is purpose in the valley. What yes. they're going through, where you are, the trials, whatever. I don't care what you're experiencing. There is purpose. So you cannot die there. Cannot. You got to live. You have to live through it. You have to push through it because there is purpose in the valley and you don't want to die there or give up in that place. And you forfeit the benefits of the valley. You forfeit the benefits of that dark place. All because you want to give up because it's too much for you. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's not too much. He knows. Yes, he knew he your end before your beginning. He created you. He know what you can take. He knows. So trust God. Trust God in the Ooh. valley. Don't forfeit that valley. Do not do it. Don't do it. You want to get the lesson. Get yes. the lesson so that you can get the blessing that comes after that. And your ladder shall be greater than your former that's good and your ladder i want somebody that is here and you're listening and you've been wondering why am i going through this when is it going to get better and your ladder shall be greater there shall be glory after this all right we can't do this this is a podcast I don't know if they do this on the podcast like this. I don't, I don't want Apple Podcasts to kick me off. All right. But I want somebody to be helped. Yes. I want somebody to be helped. And I believe that Elder Letitia Morris is helping somebody on tonight because of what she's gone through and where the Lord has taken her and the lessons, the lessons that she's learned from what she's been through. Hallelujah. That's All right. So... <laughs> <laughs> you can jump in whenever you want to, but we talked about e even even getting to that place. But talk about the danger in holding on for too long because you're afraid of that uncertainty. You're mm -hmm. afraid of being, you know, alone. What is the danger in holding on for too long? Because we got somebody. That's right. That is saying, maybe I can hold on for another year. That's right. What's the danger in holding on for too long? So I was thinking about this and I hope it makes sense. So help me out with this analogy first. Yeah. It's as if somebody is hanging off a building. Yeah. Jumped, and they're hanging off the building yeah. and they're holding on. Your feet is giving out. I see it in my head and I, and I hope it come out right. Your feet is giving out and they saying, let me go. They fighting you. You got scars and everything on your head. Let me go. Let yeah. me go. I don't want to live no more. And maybe this is a terrible analogy. I couldn't think of another one. The danger is if I hold on, I know for sure both of us is going to die. But if mm -hmm. I let go, I know for a fact I'm going to live. Yeah. I was thinking about the Titanic. That was so powerful at the end of that movie. Yeah. If, we, if, if I let you go, it's hard for me to let you go because I love you. But if I don't let you go, both of us is going to die. Mm. You yeah. got to decide to live for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And maybe that was a terrible analogy, especially if no. <laughs> <laughs> If it's me or you, it's going to be you. Yeah. See, the day, and, and another part of that is 
most of the time, the things that we're holding on to, if you're holding on to it, it want to be let go. Mm. So it's not holding on to you back. You just holding on to it. Ooh, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you just holding on to it. So yeah. if you're running, that means somebody is running away. Yeah. You're pursuing, that means something is going in a direction that's not toward you. And that's okay. But but if you continue to chase it, you lose strength. You lose focus. You're not focused on your purpose. You're focusing on keeping it. You're not focused on what you could be doing with your life. You're focusing on what it is doing. I'll never forget, oh, my God, my, my ex moved out and he moved across the street. And I often tell this. I was sleeping in my car just to see if somebody was coming in and out of his house. Now, why would you move across the street? I'll right. be wondering, why would you do that? He was trying to torture you. Yeah, trying to kill me or make me kill him. <laughs> but what? But so I'm losing all of these things. I lost my job. Yeah. I lost my apartment. My friend Erica has come over, helped me move out in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. like we some robbers, just losing <laughs> everything. And he just went on to be be just great and amazing. Yeah. And here I am. Like, wait a minute, I've lost everything and you and you're good. Yeah. Something is wrong with that picture. But the other part of that is if you don't let go, you'll create the danger is this becoming normal. Mm -hmm. You'll create a place of like normalcy yeah. in in this in this place. Yeah. So now it's hard for you to let go because this is just this is what you're used to. You don't expect nothing different. It's just like your house being all tore up and you go over somebody else's house. This doesn't look, this looks like normal until you see something better. Yeah. So the danger is being content. Yeah. When you become content in brokenness, that's a dangerous place. Yeah. Lost expectation. You've lost faith in God. You've lost faith in yourself. Which yeah. Is, which is a thing. And then you also lost lost hope in what you what you in deserving better in deserving yeah. more. Yeah. So we we've talked about the danger, you know, in holding on for too long. But there are also some benefits that are involved when you finally get to a place where you let go and you're allowing yourself to heal. You're allowing yourself to move on and experience something new. And I'm not saying letting go and jumping right into another relationship, but allowing yourself time to heal. So for me, I know going through, you know, the bad relationship, knowing that it wasn't for me, finally getting out of that relationship, you know, held on for too long. So, you know, there were, there were some dangers, some, you know, things that I experienced in that. But then also once I finally got to the place where I let go and I gave myself the permission, right? I gave myself the permission right. to heal We've got, we've got to, even as we are an active participant in our healing, we've got to allow ourselves that time to heal because it took some time. Mm -hmm. But once I got to that place, I kind of feel like, you know, once you let go, it's really like 
a prerequisite to really possessing the life that you really deserve. Like now you're really seeing what you really could have because you could be so, you know, in this small world, in this space and seeing and thinking that this is the best. And once you finally step out on faith and you, you let go, you're in that place of uncertainty and you walk into the new, whatever that new is, you know, and you begin to possess and see the life that you really deserve. So talk to us about the benefits. What were some of the benefits that you saw once you finally got to the place where you really let go? I'm not talking about let go and then you were back there the next week or back there the next month or parking outside to see who was coming in. Once you finally cut ties, you severed those ties and you let go, what were the benefits for Letitia that you saw? What did you see? So the greatest benefit was I saw myself. Yeah. When I was there, I was blinded by seeing them. All Mm. I saw was them. Mm. All I saw was their potential. All I saw was their purpose. Uh, All I saw was what this could be because of them. But when I was, when I was forced to let go, because I was forced to let go, um, Mm. the greatest benefit for me was seeing me. Yeah. I started to see, wait a minute, I'm better than this. Yeah. Wait a minute, it's more things to do than to focus on what you got going on. It's more things, it's more places to go than where you want to take me or don't want to take me. My, my greatest benefit was seeing the power within myself. I started to say, wait a minute, I didn't realize I was this strong. Yeah. I didn't realize I could make it. I'll never forget Bishop telling me when I was going through that place, um, he said, "If deal with the 24 hours. If you can get through the 24 hours today, I promise you, you can get the two, through the next 24 the next day. And as I started to get through each one of those 24 hours, I started to see I survived. Yeah. I'm actually doing okay. You start to see your purpose. You st- the, and, and honestly, the Lord starts to reveal your purpose to you. Yeah. Now you see why you're here. Because a lot of times, especially with women, we get lost in that. It becomes yeah. all about them, all about what they have going on, all about what they're doing. But when it's just you, yeah. you start to see, man, I could do this. Man, I could become that. I am, I'm smarter than what they said. I have more potential than what they said. I don't deserve to be abused. And and the and the other benefit, not to be carnal, was it got better. Come I on. Better. It gets greater later. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's real. Like, oh, yeah. That wasn't the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. I said this to somebody. I never left the situation and God didn't upgrade me. I ain't never, not a job, not a relationship, not a nothing. I have never let go of something and God didn't give me something better. Yeah. They always come back to. (laughs) (laughs) They always come back, huh? (laughs) They always spin the block on you first. So, so that's good. Let, let's talk about, so once you, you know, you get to that place, you let go, and now you're experiencing the benefits of letting go. And, but, but now you, you know, you, you dealt with some of the emotions that you had to experience, but let's talk about the role of forgiveness. Mm. 
What role does forgiveness play in letting go? Because I know for me, forgiveness was the key to unlock the door, even as even as you said to um, your next and that growth in God, that next place in God. As long as I was bitter and you know not walking in forgiveness, I just couldn't see myself or I couldn't even fully embrace that next place in God because it left a bitter place in your heart. You know, so what what role does forgiveness play? What role did it play? Let's make it personal for you when you uh, let go. So I, I I feel like forgiveness for me was a pathway back to me. Yeah. As long as I was bitter and like holding on and holding on to regret and holding on to all of those dark things and hard things, I didn't see anything but that. So sometimes when people go through things and they feel like this situation still owes me something, that's really what it is when you can't let it go. It's this situation still owes me an explanation. This still, this situation still owes me an apology. Yeah. But forgiveness says, I want to give myself the opportunity of freedom. Yeah. Because when you're un- when you're when you're going through unforgiveness, what nobody bound but me. Mm. What nobody hurting but me. That's true. <laughs> what nobody having to deal with those emotions but Letitia mm. Morris. They went on to be happy. And here I am waiting on you to give me the apology that I think that I deserve. Mm. What if you never received that apology? How long? How long? I know some women that are much, much, much older. Yeah. Still talking about what happened when they were in their twenties. Yeah. You now, mm-hmm. you tell me this is a bitter point. You mean to tell me you can't ever be around this person because yeah. of what they did thirty years ago? They robbed you of thirty years. Come on. So Come unforgiveness on. robs you of your time. It robs you of life. It robs you of the next opportunity. As a matter of fact, it robs you of your next season. Yep. Because it's impossible to fully function in who God wants you to be broken. You don't want to pour from a broken place. Yeah. And God loves you so much. He won't allow you to do it. Not in your full capacity. For me, I had to say, you know what? It's robbed me of enough time. I gave you seven years of relationship. You only get two months of me being bitter. So I called, I said, look, there were things in a relationship I didn't like that you did and you know what you did. Now, if you need me to text them to you, I will. <laughs> you keep receipts, what y'all call it, receipts nowadays. I can send you the receipts. Said, okay. <laughs> there were things that you did and that I did that I, I, that I, I regret, that I'm yeah. sorry that I, I did to you. I even said to him and he started crying, oh, he probably going to be mad at me. Well, and we, he, don't know, we don't know who he is. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to him, I said, and I even, I, I'm asking you to forgive me for the type of Christian I was in front of you. Mm, that's good. That's maturity though. Yeah. I told him and he yeah. was, I said, I don't want you I was going to church every Sunday, but I was I was coming home or going out with you and I was mean and I was bitter and I was all of these things. And I know you felt like, why are you doing all of that, that and professing to be that and you treat me like this? So yeah. I apologize. I yeah. can swallow. 
I, I could yeah. swallow that. And yeah. he said, thank you. I needed to hear that. And yeah. we got home. And I felt so liberated. Yeah. Like, I felt like a big girl. Like, yeah. oh, onward and upward. On to the next one. But That's as long as I was unforgiving, mm-hmm. neither one of us was free. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And it's like, even as you uh, was able to be honest with him about that, I'm sure it felt like a huge weight was lifted off your shoulders. A huge weight because of the honesty and the transparency, you know, and letting him know, you know, and that takes that that comes from a mature place to say I was not the type of Christian that I should have been in front of you. That's right. (laughs) And then sometimes we have to allow ourselves to get to the place, not only to forgive them, but we, I I find that, you know, a lot of women, a lot of of people in general deal with self-condemnation. Yes. What they allowed. Yes. So we have to forgive ourselves a lot of the times. We have to really, I know for me, because I'm like, I know I knew better. Yeah. Now, I know that I shouldn't have done that. I know I shouldn't have allowed that. Like, I knew better. So I had to get myself to the place where I forgave myself so that when the Lord blessed me with my next, I felt worthy of it. Because if you don't, you know, you can get blessed, you know, in, in your next season, in your next place. And, and if you don't feel worthy, you won't have it for long because you won't treat it like you're worthy of it. That's and right. So it, it really bleeds when you don't. People see it more than you know. So you have to get to a place, anybody that's listening, where you feel like you knew better. Forgive yourself. Make better decisions. Go in a different direction, but you have to get to the place and the point where you forgive yourself because God is saying, I've forgiven you. You brought it to me. I've thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness. I've forgiven you, but you've got to forgive yourself. Don't allow it to continue to condemn you, to continue to torment you and to get you to a place of unworthiness because then you really won't be able to function in the fullest of who God has called you to and really enjoy the next with what God is going to bless you with. Yep. And so I want to talk about this. We're, we're nearing the end. This has been such an amazing conversation. I hope that everybody has been blessed and they feel like they have heard something that they can apply to their lives to make them better, to respond better, to do better. But how do you find peace in letting go of your good or your good enough for God's best? <laughs> you, you, it's good. It's okay. It's just okay. But it's not God's best. It's just okay. It's mediocre, yeah. mediocrity, right? Yeah. It's average. Yeah. It's like, I could do with this. <laughs> I could do with this. But how do you find peace in letting go of that once you realize and find out that that I deserve better than this? Yeah. How do you find peace in letting go of that? Because if I can be honest, I dealt with that. The person that I dated. You know, years before I met my husband, I'm not going to say who that was. He was a good man. He he wasn't a bad man. But I knew that that was not the man that God had for me. That was not God's best Mm -hmm. for me. 
are you okay with settling with good or good enough because you don't have the patience or the faith to wait for God's best? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how do you find peace in letting go of that? I don't know. There's somebody listening now <laughs> and you know, deep down inside, I'm a minister to you for a minute. You know, deep down inside, because I knew deep down inside and so many people tried to tell me, but I didn't want to listen. Even as you said, I wanted to prove them wrong, but I already knew this ain't even it. How do you find peace in letting go of that? You know what? That's hard, First Lady. Now, keep it. it. That is hard, especially when you consider the pickings. It's so slim out here, and I'm just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> the pickings are so slim. So if you get somebody that's halfway decent, the mentality of us single women is like. So do you just settle and miss out on what God's ooh. best is, or what? What? How do you? How do you do that? <laughs> I want you to tell me. But <laughs> honestly, it's like it is. That is. That is so hard because a lot of people, like a lot of us, a lot of people that I know and associate with have been single for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. So I feel like it's, it's hard for people to embrace that because the alternative is absolutely nothing. If, if you are trying to get a Christian to save, man, they tell you go to church more. Don't. And you should, <laughs> and you should, <laughs> you know, so it's, it, I, you know what? Yeah. I the think it's our slam. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's it is hard, man. Yeah. But what I would say is you got to have faith in God. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to really, really know how God views you. You got to really, really know how God views your purpose. If yeah. you know you have this great destiny and everybody feel like great destiny is preaching to the nations, great destiny may be feeding home the homeless people. Come on. You leave this world. Like, but if you know you have this great destination, you know, if you analyze what you have or what's in your space, if they're not able to handle me at the level I'm at right now, yeah. I know they're not able to handle me where I'm going. So you have to have that honest talk with yourself. God, you know I need a mate. Yeah. And you know I'm not going to make it to the grave and it ain't by myself. <laughs> Come on, be honest. Come on. So, so if God Ooh. knows that about me, and he does, then I know for a fact that he has something better for me. You yeah. got to really see how the Lord sees you. You got to know how God sees you. You got to know that the Lord knows his girls. Yeah. And God, sorry, fellas. You got to know that the Lord knows his children. I know what you need. Yeah. I know when you, and I know when you need it. So being okay with letting something go that's, that, that is just okay is being okay with blessing somebody else. Yeah. To be honest. Because really holding on to them is letting missing letting somebody else miss out on their blessing because they they good enough for them. They're yeah. the best for them. Yeah. So I think that is really a matter of 
truly having faith in God, truly, know, truly knowing that he sees your, your destiny too great for you to have to do it alone. And eventually yeah. at the appointed time, it'll come. Yeah, that's and good. Appointed time don't mean just sitting in the house, going home every day, sitting in the house, not doing nothing, waiting for the next service, waiting for the next thing to happen. No, live your life now. Yeah. Live your life, but yeah. but 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 let it go and know that God has something better. You got to know that. You got to know it. it yeah. It's got to be an assurance. Like you've got to know without a shadow of doubt that God has something better for you. It speaks to your faith and it also speaks to your sense of self-worth. Mm. It's a great deal. And, and many times we can be in relationships and we can, you know, allow treatment and mistreatment or whatever the case may be. And it can really damage your sense of self-worth to where you get out of that and you don't really know what you deserve. You don't really know what you feel like that that was the best. And so I think that all everything that you were saying is pointing to what is translating to me. One of the things is really knowing your self-worth. You will be surprised as to how many women are settling in relationships and finding themselves in the same thing because they do not know their self-worth. You've got to understand that you deserve God's best. Somebody put that in the comment section. I deserve God's best. I will have, put this, declare this, I will have God's best. Not only do I deserve it, but because I recognize that I deserve it, I will have God's best. Self-worth comes from really understanding who you are and what you possess. Right. If you don't know who you are and you don't know what you possess, then you won't know what your self-worth is. That's right. And, 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 and you need to stop discounting what God has placed down on the inside of you and what you have to offer. Because a lot of times we can get into situations where we compare and we see what other people have, what they have to offer, and we measure it up to ourselves and say, well, you know, I don't really have, no, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Stop doing it to the point where it's causing you to question the value of what God has placed inside of you. That's right. You've got to know <clears throat> who you are. You've got to know what you possess and what you have to offer, what you bring to the table. And I'm going to tell you something. When you know that, when you get to that place and that point, maybe you've been beaten up, you've been broken, and you get to that place of healing, and then now you come into the place where you know you're rediscovering who you are and, and whose you are and what your self-worth is, it lends to a confidence that yes. nobody can take away from you. That's right. A confidence and an esteem. And I'm yes. not talking about an arrogant esteem. I'm talking about a healthy esteem. And then it also lends to personal growth. And then it leads to you making better choices. Right. When you know who you are and you know what you possess and you know what you bring to the table. That's right. You make better choices. In your dating, 
No, I'm not going. And 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 listen, hear me good. Some of us have, you know, laundry lists that are 20 points long. Okay. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have any standards, but be realistic. All right. Be realistic in your standards. But when you know who you are and what you possess, that when you see certain people and you see some of the decisions that they make, you can just you you know they don't know who they are. They don't know their self-worth. They don't know that they they deserve something better. They don't know. You know, and my heart really bleeds for that person because they're really hindering their themselves from God's best. But once you build that back up, you allow God to build that back up in you and your self-worth has increased and that confidence in God and who he's called you to. I don't care how old you is, you are. I'm going to say this because we have some people that you, you, you've set a time limit, a time frame, and maybe you're in your late 30s. You don't have any children. You're not married. I was just talking to my friend. I'm going to tell you. I was literally just talking to her yesterday. She's the dean of nursing at some amazing school. She's not married. I'm not going to tell her name. I love you, girl, if you're listening. She's not married. She's not. She doesn't have any children, you know, and she desires that. Yeah, that's she real. Desires, everybody desires companionship. Yep. <laughs> but she knows who she is. And so because she knows and she knows her value and her self-worth, then I can't I can't allow this, you know, because I know who I am. And right. it's not to say that it's something, you know, bad about them. Even as you said, that may be something good for somebody else. But I know what I know what I deserve. That right. may be where you are and, and what the Lord has called for you. There is somebody for everybody. But you've got to know who you are, you've got to walk in the confidence of God. And it lends to that, that increased uh, sense of self-worth and that personal growth. And it will cause you to make better decisions. Yes, it will cause you to make better choices. And so after letting go, this is our final question. And I want you just to minister this to somebody. After letting go, how do you maintain faith that better is on the way when what you see in front of you says otherwise even as i talked about my friend how do you how does a person like that maintain the faith how does she stop her 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 flesh from taking over you know and her really settling into something just to say because she said i'm gonna i'm gonna have me a child next year yeah <laughs> but and how how do you get yourself? Because because you you know what? You see so many celebrities doing it. A lot of single celebrities, you know, and they're right. they're they're doing it because they're getting older. You know, you, you gotta preserve the mix. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you after letting go, how do you maintain that faith mm-hmm. that better is on the way when what you see, my reality is not showing that, and I'm not getting any younger. Hmm. You know what? What's keeping me because I'm I'm there. Yeah. What's keeping me is oh, is my relationship with God. Yeah. And it sounds cliche, but the Lord is a comforter. Yeah. I have learned. Oh, and I didn't. I I did not want to get emotional, but I have learned 
with going through life and going through those seasons and, and embracing where I am in him and even in my singleness, that he is a very present help. That's good. Yes, he is. He is a very present help. And 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 that is help with my thoughts. Cause yeah. sometimes it can be tormenting. Sometimes it can be tormenting. And that doesn't always mean that he's going to give you an answer of when. But the Lord will minister to you about your right now. Yes, he will. The Lord will minister to you and let you know that you are right. <laughs> The Lord will minister to you and let you know that it gets better. Like, like going through this, going through this place and embracing where the Lord has me, has taught me to be okay with what he allows. Yeah. <laughs> you, you find that place in prayer. Yeah. You find that place on your face. You find that place. Yeah. On the, on your face holding on to the feet of God, yeah. holding on to, to the hem of him. Yeah. And, and you can feel his presence. And I didn't, I didn't, I'm sorry first. Like you, you I feel his presence when I'm in that place of Lord, when will it be my turn? Yeah. It's easy to say, hang on in there and hold on in there. But sometimes you go to the Lord on a real level, like look here, what is wrong with me? Yeah. What, what I doing wrong? Am I not in the right place? I'm working for you. I'm serving you. I'm faithful. They say I should be faithful. So I'm singing in a choir. Mm -hmm. I'm on an usher board. I'm doing all of these things, but still, still no answer. That ain't easy. Yeah. That's not easy. So if somebody is there right now, I want you to know, and I'm sure my first lady can attest to it as well. I understand where you are. But where you are is where God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. I can't answer the winds, the wares, and the hows. But what I can speak to for sure is if I am here, this is where God wants me to be. Yeah. And if I am here, that means there's still purpose for me. I always say this because I heard it before. Loneliness is not the absence of people. Loneliness is the absence of, pur absence of purpose. When you get lost in doing what you're doing for God, Though you'll feel it, it won't be as loud. Yeah. Most people, it's really, really, really loud to them because they ain't doing much. Come on. Working. You only mm. start living when you got a date. You only start living when you're in a relationship. And then when they leave, it's like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. No, you got to be lost in your purpose before that comes. So that when it does come, uh, uh, the going back to what we said before, I'll be able to attest to whether this is God or not. Because before you got here, it was just me and him. Yeah. <laughs> I know what it's like to for it to just be me and him. Yeah. But if it's just you, if you going through this by yourself, I, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be much harder than it has to be. You got to you got to get lost in purpose and not just purpose on a practical level. You got to get lost in life. Yeah. Most people don't want to live. They don't want to do nothing. They don't want to go travel. They don't want to see the world. When was the last time you went out? Outside of dating. When yeah. was the last time you went out? You had a good time. You got dressed up for you and not to impress somebody that you wanted to be in your space. 
You got to live your life. My homegirl just went, I don't put a business out there, but she did a real day, um, to Jamaica. I was so happy. Yeah. Go ahead. That's it. You got to live. But if you are waiting to start living when somebody comes, then you in trouble. <laughs> you in trouble. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and, and I can attest to that um, as a married woman, um, when I met my husband and we're, we're ending, um, when I met my husband, I was found lost in my purpose. I wasn't looking per se to be married. I wasn't looking to find, he found me lost in my purpose. He found me thriving in my purpose, in my own lane. And so that's my advice to those that are watching, even as Elder Letitia Morris has told us, get lost in you, live. Don't wait to buy the house. Don't wait right. to buy the car. Don't wait, you know, to take the next career, you know, choice or whatever the case may be in those ramifications. Don't wait on a man for that. Yep. Live. Damn. Maximize right where you are. And then I'm going to say this, trust God's timing. And even as she said, you have to be able to trust what he allows. He may be saying right now, it's not the time. Yeah, I know it's been five years. Yeah, I know you're getting older in age. Yeah, I know your faith may be wavering, but you've got to trust. You may be right at the brink of what God is getting ready to do for you, but because your faith is wavering and you don't trust his timing, he, he's not governed by our time. Or he's, not, he's not governed by our time. So you've got to trust God's timing and know that he knows best. He knows mm -hmm. when, where, and how. And don't rush it. Don't rush it. And I know you may be thinking that's easy for me to say, but I was once in your shoes. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I had to trust the timing of God. I had to trust his plan. Somebody type that in the comment section. God, I trust your plan concerning me. God, I trust your plan concerning me. Even if I don't agree with it, even if it does not align with my timeline that I created for myself or my goals that I put on my vision board. Yes, I believe that you should have goals. You should have focus. You should have aim. But you've also got to keep in your mind that I have to allow room and space for God to do what he needs to do. God, I trust your plan concerning me. I trust your time concerning me. Yes. And so as we're ending, that is all we have to share. Um, Elder Letitia, do you have any lasting words that you want to share with our audience that you uh, want to say, you feel maybe the Holy Spirit is leading you to say, or whatever the case may be? Um, do you have anything you want to share uh, before we end here on tonight? The only thing that I, I had left to say, um, I wrote this down earlier, and I don't know this is for um but someone needs to forgive themselves for what they allowed yeah the lord will have me to tell you to forgive yourself 
for what you allowed. The Lord wants me to tell you to give yourself grace. The reason why it's so hard for you to let go, this person, whoever this is, the reason why it's so hard for you to let go is because you can't forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself for what you allowed. It's okay. The Lord has forgiven you, just as my first lady has said. The Lord has forgiven you, but it's the time now for you to forgive yourself. All of these things that we've said tonight are null and void. If you are, if you are continuing to beat yourself up, it's okay. You may, you, you may have made the wrong turn. You may have made the wrong mistake, but it's all going to come together in the end and work for your good. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Thank you so much, Elder Letitia. I love you. Thank you for joining us on tonight. Um, and I, I'll just end it with this. Um, every, every day we have a choice to keep holding on a little bit longer hmm. or to come to the conclusion and decide that today I'm going to finally let go. Whatever it is, I'm not just talking about a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. I'm not just talking about that. Whatever it is that's been keeping you from reaching your fullest potential, you have a choice whether to hold on a little bit longer and that little bit longer becomes even more and more and more. Or you can decide today in this very moment, no, you're not going to make all the right decisions you may get it wrong, but I want you to decide today to make that choice right. to finally let go of whatever it is that has been holding you back and you know you do not belong there. Right. To give yourself permission to change your story. That's what it is. You're going to change. Lord, I want to change that in the comment section. Lord, I want you to change my story. That's good. <laughs> to change this chapter, you've been on this page for too long. Hmm. You've been on this page for too long. It's been time for you to turn to the next chapter, turn to the next page so that you can experience something new to allow a new beginning, That's embracing right. the end of the beginning, right? That's what we're talking about tonight. And some of you, even as Elder Letitia Morris has said, have not forgiven yourself. And you're dealing with those emotions of the past and that bitterness and that anger in your heart. Now is your time to let that go. You've got to make that decision. Nobody can make it for you. You've got to be an active participant in yes. your healing. Yes. Let it go. If you're really ready to let it go, put it in the comment section. I'm letting it go. You don't have to put what it is. That's right. It ain't none of our business. I'm letting it go. Because even as I was preparing for this, the Lord began to minister to me, even concerning this, that you've got it. The reason you got to let it go is because you've got to make room for what you're asking for. You've got to make room for your asking. So you're asking for these things, but you have so many other things occupying that space. Mm -hmm. so there is no space for it to come to 
because mm-hmm. you've got to let that pain go. You've got to let that fear go. You've got to let that boo go. You got to let those feelings go, that unforgiveness. Don't nobody want to come in and invade that space and have to deal with the hurt of your past that you haven't let go of or you haven't been healed from. That's right. So you got to make room for your asking. Put that, I want you to decree and declare that. I'm making room for my asking. Put that in the comment section. I'm making room for my asking. Amen. And when you begin to do that, you are going to begin to see the hand of God move in your life like never before, like never before. This has been an amazing first podcast back in season four. And I'm just so excited. And I have a great spirit of expectancy of what God is going to continue to do through this podcast. Come on, let's put the hand clapping emoji in the comment section. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You were such a major blessing. I want you to go ahead and just begin to share um, where they can follow you. Uh, what you have coming up that you want to share, because I know we can't share everything, what you have coming up so that they can become a part of that and so that they can support you because you have something to say and they need to hear it. So go ahead and share with us what what is your your handle on Instagram and Facebook (laughs) and somebody, some people that are close to her, that follow her, drop it in the comment section so that people can see it and they can know Um, because she definitely uh, was a blessing uh, to us on tonight. So I am on Instagram. It's at Letitia Morris, so one word. Um, The book is on Amazon Summer. The Good and Goodbye is on Amazon. Um, I'm actually releasing, and I haven't shared it, but I'm going to share it tonight. I'm actually, actually releasing a prayer dream in Prayer, Dream, Vision, and Prophecy Journal, October 29th. And I am so excited about it. Starting my own journal and stationary line it has been, it has been hard, but I'm so excited about what, what is to come. So yeah, I'm just on Instagram, just, you know, at Letitia Morris. And I have also have the Daughters of Christ um, Lounge on Facebook. So you just type that in into the search bar and then you'll find us. We just kind of a regular group of girls get together and talk every now and then. Amen. Amen. And one of the things that I love about you the most is your transparency. That's what's going to heal. That's what's going to help those that are in need. So thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you for joining the All That I Am podcast. Join us on our next episode, which will be airing on next Friday. Also, we have a surprise that is coming up for one of our next segments that'll be um, in a couple of months. I can't really release too much, but I believe the details of that will be dropping early next week. So be on the lookout. Stay up to date with our latest, Our you know, if you want advertisement opportunities, um, we want you to subscribe. We would love your support. We would love to hear your comments of how tonight has been a blessing to you. I want, if you have Instagram, put it in your story and tag the both of us so people can know what we're talking about so that they can come and get what they need so that they can, don't keep 
keep it to yourself. Share it with somebody else. Drop it on your social media. You know, that's the age that we live in now so that people can be a part and they can get the blessing that you received on tonight as well. And so until next time, remember, do not miss out on your new beginning, holding on to the old and what's most comfortable to you. Embrace your new beginning and let go of what you need to let go. That's the end of our podcast and we will see you next week.